Okay, and welcome to our Fate of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I'm your Game Master, Porter, and let's hear our characters. Tiffany, do you want to kick us off? I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric, earthen enchantress. She does not kill. That is her trouble. Her other aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. Uh, blood on my hands, and she also has the negative energy ward and the staff of summer flame. Awesome, Brendan. Hello, I am going to be playing Yolok this evening. Yolok is our slippery kobold treasure hunter. His trouble aspect is getting in is no problem, but getting out, hmm, nah, nah, nah. He is beneath notice and currently in the void with Mesh Kennet and Alashra. He has complete dedication to the mistresses. And as always, he's carrying his Masterwork Thieves tools, his Marodi stiletto, stiletto, and he is driven by the King Killer. And Aaron. Good evening. I'm going to be playing Eleanor Westergaard. She is a beguiling magical slayer. Her trouble is venom in my veins. Her other aspects are fantastical facades, the Westergaard family business, and Lady on a Mission. And she is currently equipped with a negative energy ward and her fancy whip. So last time we kind of dealt with the aftermath of the wild hunt rampaging through in the previous session. And the team made the acquaintance of the charming bear folk ranger Maloof, um, who... Uh, stepped his way out of a tree, which Mira was pretty excited about, and proceeded to make friends. You were then passed by a Shadow Fey Bravo named Latam the Swift, who was seemed very edgy, and who you all sort of got a little aggressive with, and you ended up uh, he ended up backing away and taking a good look at you and riding off. Maloof then uh, escorted you to his village of Hearthstone. And the reason this was special is because he's part of the Lantern Keepers, who you'd heard about uh, in previous discussions as you were researching the Shadow Realm. So the Lantern Keepers are a group of uh, sort of refugees in the Shadow Realm who live in these special villages of moonlight that are protected from the shadow corruption of the realm. And they're sort of fighting back against the uh, the, the, the shadow corruption in the shadow realm. So uh, he, re he assured you that he would be able to get you back onto the shadow road after you had a, after you had a rest. So you all headed with him and in the village, you started meeting people and kind of joining the communal dinner and then you were approached by an elderly bear folk lady named Elder Cola. And we came to a cliffhanger when she started shaking your team's hands and stopped when she met Yolok and then proceeded to tell him that he smells of the, like, uh, he's, sorry, he smells like the void. And that's where we left off. So let's go ahead and jump right in here. So. She is shaking Mira's hand. She comes to Yolok. She shakes his hand. She sniffs. She then pulls him close, holds his hand up to her, her snout, sniffs again, starts sniffing up closer near his face, and then growls right in your face. 
You smell like the void. She steps back, looking you up and down. And then she looks at Maloof, angry. Maloof, you fool, what have you brought here? What have you done? Have you put us all in danger? Maloof looks real surprised. Mistress Cola, I have... I have no idea what you're talking about. And she points a, ta- a bare claw finger at Yolak. He is touched by the void. Can you... Ugh, useless. And she whacks him on the head with her, with her big knobby staff. And then she takes a second... Steps over to Eleanor, hasn't yet taken her eyes off Yolok, looks at Eleanor, sniffs, and looks very confused. Uh, Eleanor is just keeping a straight face, not giving anything away. She's giving you a very chilly look, but she... Can't seem to quite figure out what to do with you, but she knows she doesn't like it. Eleanor takes this opportunity to do a very deep curtsy. Very, very nice to meet you, Mistress Cola. Charmed, I'm sure. We live in a world ruled by the politest monsters you could ever meet. Manners won't get you very far with me, dearie. Eleanor just stands up straight. You three. Come with me, or get out of the village right now. And she she gestures with a finger over towards a tent, and starts walking off, and just sort of waving, and Maloof kind of looks at you through like, uh, I'm sorry. I have no... Hero like dutifully and swiftly follows like like a straight A student headed to the principal's office. She does. <laughs> and then looks backwards like come on. <laughs> yeah, Yolak looks at Eleanor for what to do. I'll I'll follow. Yeah, Eleanor follow looks her. back at Yolak and kinda like shakes her head like, okay, let's do this. Alright. Okay. So she leads you into a little, a little tent. She once you're all in there, she turns around. I am used to strangeness where we live. It comes with the territory, but you three are an odd bunch, even by our standards. What are you? What is wrong with you? And are you we, a, and have you endangered my people by coming here? We are travelers and we were fortunate enough to meet Maloof on the road and he assured us that we would be able to get 
through this realm and exit the safety of you and all your people as soon as possible. And we assure you that is our goal. Um, I will be honest in full disclosure that trouble does seem to follow where we tend to go. And we are quite capable at fending it off. And if we've brought any ire associated with us towards your people, we will be sure to lead it away as soon as we can. But any trouble that follows us is inadvertent and not of our making hmm. directly. She, she kind of comes over to Eleanor. I don't know what to make of you. Are you mortal? Are you... Are you one of the Risen? Are you... What? I, I assure you, I am mortal. If you cut me, I will bleed. If you stab me, I will die. Hmm. However, I will just give it to you straight, because you seem that you'd like that. I was bitten by a vampire a long, long while ago, and uh, I shoot Mira a look. Well, yeah, I'm just and I gesture with my <laughs> head. We've made it this far. She's in charge of the only safe haven we have in this realm, which seems to be the last step between us and home. Go for it. I get that all from that look. <laughs> we know each other at this point. We can yeah. have like a well-practiced look. Actually, I was bitten by a vampire 250 years ago. At which Yolak point... immediately looks over at Eleanor aghast, <laughs> having never heard this information before. Eleanor does not notice the sagacity look. She just continues monologuing. <laughs> I was lucky enough to stumble through a catslide alley and make my way into the oasis of figs. That is where my friend Mira is from. In the oasis of figs, I consumed the. Pause. Porter, does Yolak know what the oasis of figs is? Yes, in the same way that popul that that most people in the world have heard of, you know, the Tooth Fairy. It's a thing of legend. It's a thing of you know, or like art, or like Camelot. Like you probably heard of it at some point. Okay, it Yolak shoots a look over at Mira, shocked as he has. Again, never been told this information before. And he exclaims, What? <laughs> and Mira gives a shrug, like, What? Are you new? <laughs> like, like, why? What? Like, that, that shock is a shock to her. Like, Eleanor starts thinking. to notice that they're like looking at each other, and she hears Yolok, and she kind <clears> of <throat> clears her throat, like, I'm telling her things. Of all of the figs, I am going through my fig count because I have an account of every single one that we have distributed. And 
literally we've given away seven of them and Yolok has not been present for a single exchange. He has not actually seen a fig. <laughs> oh my gosh! Every single fig that has been uh, allocated was not in Yolok's presence. Oh man. And seven of them are gone. <laughs> okay. He wasn't even around when we gave it to the dead body. No, he wasn't. That was the thing, is that he was like scouting around the camp and we were like doing our little magic <laughs> resurrection thing or whatever. That's what and happens when like, you split the party. Know, oh my God. That is so funny. Back to the monologuing. <laughs> In the Oasis of Figs, I was able to consume the figs of everlasting life. This what? <laughs> this she looks at Yolok, combined with living in the oasis, kept the vampire venom at bay. So I never turned into a vampire. Um, upon one of our recent deliveries of the figs, as uh, you call it that the 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 oasis of figs is the, real. Well, yes, surely you knew. As the Shadow Wait, Realm... The the Oasis of Figs. The Oasis real? of Figs. Eleanor is looking at both of Cola and Yolok. So up until this up until this time, Yolok has been like side by side with Eleanor and Mira. And now like he's just next to Cola, looking at both of them, eyes and his whole head is like snapping back and forth like <laughs> he's watching a tennis match or something. He cannot process all of this information that's coming. He knew that his mistresses were deeply powerful. He knew that he didn't understand all of their power or what was happening, but it was never his position to ask why. <laughs> and now that all of this is coming out, in one breath to a stranger <laughs> he is simultaneously shocked and he's as he's starting to process starting to feel a little bit betrayed because he's been their companion <laughs> through thick and thin he's killed for them he went into the void for them and he's never heard this pretty important detail about their background. <laughs> These pretty important details about their background. Eleanor is noticing that Yolok has moved by Cola, but she continues. <laughs> so on one of our recent, actually our most recent fig delivery, um, the... The Oasis of Figs is ruled by Sultan Hijani. Sultan Hijani has lots of very powerful friends on the material plane. Honestly, probably on other planes as well, as I'm sure you're aware that the Oasis of Figs travels on its own plane as well. So, Mira, who is the, uh, the caretaker of the magical fig tree, uh, she came with me and we were taking 12 figs to um, 
a, a very special friend of this sultan in Perbastet, and somebody knew that we were coming. They knew where the oasis of figs would land, they knew when, and we were ambushed. Um, because of this ambush, we missed the oasis as it moves around on the plane, and we missed our, our chance at getting home and have been stuck ever since. We have been on a very long and grueling journey and traveling through the Shadow Realm on the Shadow Road is the fastest way that we were told we could take to the anchor point where we can then join the Oasis of Figs once again and make it home. So that is why we are here. I look at Mira like, did I miss anything? She's just like halfway looking at Yolok, like, oh, we're going to have to deal with this. But I give you like a quick, like a half thumbs up, like, good job. Nailed it. Cola looks at Maloof and whacks him on the head with the stick again. <laughs> and then she looks at Yolok. Yolok looks at Cola and says, I. Truthfully, did not know a single word of what they just said. Now she's looking back and forth between three, three of you. Your luck. I'm. I'm so sorry. I thought. I thought surely you just picked it up as we went along. I thought you knew. I, we didn't mean to keep it a secret from you. I I I, I can't even look at Oliver. Just I I sort of bury my head down for a moment, look at Cola, and then say, "My background is far more simple. I seek treasures and." These two saved me from certain death. Since then, I've pledged myself to them. And I have been their humble servant to the best of my abilities. I see. Um... Not to inject myself into this very complicated and dramatic story. That explains a lot about you. And she kind of wafts her paw towards Eleanor. But none of which explain, none of which explains the void. Could I ask for a compel? Uh, to gain an extra fate point. What are the ins what are the complications? Were yeah, were yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm open. I'm so, listening. Uh, what I uh, I want to invoke driven by the king killer. Okay. Which uh, has previously driven me to 
very bold uh, action with far less thought than I would usually sure. put into things. Um, and so what I would propose is that in sort of my kind of distressed state right now with, you know, getting that <laughs> exposition dump. Sure. Uh, for my companions, feeling betrayed and in an unfamiliar place with unfamiliar people and feeling somewhat threatened, uh, I I draw the Kingkiller uh, from its sheath and point it straight at Cola. Have your fate point, sir. Heck yeah. Free fate point. Ooh, can uh, Eleanor see him doing this and make a roll? So I, I draw it and I point it, not like at her throat, but like just directly at her. So sure. that she can see it very closely. <laughs> yeah. Are you like, uh, are you brandishing it or are you like displaying it? Mm, it's like if you had a buddy who's really into knives, right? And they, they're like, check out this knife and they draw it, but they draw it in that kind of like, hey, this is how I would sort of stab you kind of way. Right? So it's, it's neither. Uh, and it's both. And so I draw it and just very matter of factly state, well, that would be this. So, reminding us what the King Killer slash the Void looks like. So, as you pull it out, the blade, we have not seen this, the actual blade in, in a while. Um, I think since Lady Alasha. Yeah. And you, so it is the blade itself, especially when you pull it with the energy you're talking about here. Um, the blade is, does not look like metal. The blade looks like a little plane of absence of just darkest night nothingness in the shape of a fairly decently sized triangular stabbing dagger. And it almost hums with energy and power when it's drawn. And so when you pull it, it takes a second. Cola sort of steps backwards as you pull it just as a, as a reaction to the, the drawing. But then when she sees it, she gasps. <gasps> and she reaches a hand out on Maloof and just grabs his shoulder like for like, strength and you see her sort of like recoiling in a bit against it and she takes another step backwards what is that oh oh the f i've never been so close to the void oh and her, no her nose is, like, turning back like she's just being assaulted by a stench that none of you can smell. 
you know, like I, th I think, I, I think our host has seen all she needs to see. And I like gently put my hand on his arm, like you can put it away now. Yolak, put the blade away. So, can I put the blade away? I, I, I hear their voices and I, 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 feel simultaneously angry uh -huh. and frustrated and betrayed. But at the same time, I realized that, you know, this old bear does not, you know, need to have a blade pointed at her. Why did I even draw it in the first place? This isn't you know, standard Yolok fare. Yeah. And so I try to sheave it. Okay. Give me a focus roll. Difficulty three. Okay. Ooh, rough. I got a two. So, do you wish to Use that fancy fade point you just got. I really don't to change that result. Yeah, so my focus is it, a two, and I got I got a zero on the dice. So is there a uh, so or if you fail, then you will continue to be driven by the king killer and will not put it away. It doesn't mean you're like going to attack someone, but that aggressive brandishing, like, it will be seen. You all need to see this thing. Kind of swagger and bravado. Yeah, yeah. Will continue through the scene. Um, yeah, I, I want to steer into this. Okay. All right. Um, so, I look at Eleanor and say I thought you told me that I should be thinking for myself more often. And I continue holding the blade out. Your luck. You know what that thing is capable of. You also know that when you hold it you're not in control. So yes, you should think for yourself, but when it comes to matters of the dagger, if you cannot handle it, well then, we will help you. Has there been any change with Maloof? Actually, yeah. So Maloof has sort of slid his way, a sh like sh half of his, or his shoulder is half in front of Cola just protectively. So she's not like disappeared behind him. She's still watching, but it's pretty clear that if you were to like spring at Cola, that Maloof, you'd, you'd deal with Maloof first. 
So actually he he looks at you. Friend Yolak, I I don't know why I don't know what that is. I don't understand what's going on here, but I brought you here in friendship. You've you've drawn foul steel upon upon my elder. What are you going to do? Yeah, are you my friend or that. not? When when Yolak hears that, uh, he looks at Maloof and, and he says, You're right, Maloof. I did come here in friendship. Now, and something friendship. that's worth now that you've had now that it's been out yeah. for a, a moment and and you, there's a bit of a, a a bit of a pause and feel as you react to him you realize that you're holding the dagger and the dagger still feels as powerful as it has. But what's different is that the voices are still really distant. Okay. So the voices inside the void are, are still, um, away okay like you we talked about before the dagger is still clearly powerful it has its power the void the ability of those inside the dagger to influ to to impose themselves on you is greatly diminished okay compared to when you've had it drawn before and and what it was so anyway want to like make that clear it's you can tell this thing still has all its power and capability but that layer between you and the voices inside is thick. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, cool. So. Uh, so I, I look at Maloof and I say, you're, you're right, Maloof. I did promise to come here in friendship. I apologize for betraying that trust and betraying your friendship. And I, I want to try and sheath the dagger again. Go ahead. Okay. I, I will let you, dagger. I will let you try again. Ah, okay. So I try again. <laughs> I'm going to let you try again. Okay. And if okay. not, you might, then you have to deal with it like a compulsion. <laughs> okay. Is it still a Same. difficulty yep. three focus? Yep. Okay, so I got a plus one, so I tie. So that's a three. Okay. So, how about, um, trying to think what would make sense as a success at a cost. Uh-huh. I'd happily take some stress. I feel this has been a very stressful 
encounter, at least mentally, that could manifest as sort of like physical harm. Yeah, let's, uh, how about this? So because it's a, I've been, uh, because this is a non-combat scenario, stress is not, is kind of meaningless. Exhausted feels relevant, sure. which is, t- it's yeah. a temporary, it's going to go away shortly after the scene, but in this scene, it's going to basically take all your ongoing focus yep. to put it away and keep it away. Yep. Okay, let's do exhausted. Sweet. Feels good. Okay. All right. Now, so you fight the blade into the back into its sheath, and it it it's a battle. It feels like it's it takes all you have to be able to put it back away, and even once you put it away, you, your hand keeps wanting to go to it. So it's you have to like keep like really like wrap it around your back, do like like really take efforts to keep your hand away from it until the agitation kind of dies down once it's put away go ahead once it's put away um i immediately go to my knee and uh bow my head towards cola and uh and say forgive me cola i am deeply sorry for that she you wanted to know you wanted to know where the void came from and now you know that it is tied not just to the physical object but to me as well i apologize deeply and honestly she sits down or kneels down in front of you so kind of so she can get eye to eye with you but she's you can tell that she's far enough away that you couldn't reach her without moving forward she clearly doesn't trust you but she's trying to engage with you when i said i smelled the void I did not expect an object. The the void is a a place. The void is a a somewhere else. What is that? And she kind of gestures towards the scab, the knife in the scabbard. I have. Never seen anything like it. I got it from the depths of the Temple of Thoth Hermes. Here in our realm, we... We are not... We see very little of of the void. It's... I don't know how powerful and pervasive it's become in in your realm, but here it is a there is one thing from the void that truly touches us. Have you ever heard of she looks almost 
reluctant to bring it up. Have you ever heard of void dragons? Uh, Yolok sort of looks at, you know, he, his head has been bowed and he looks up at her, like, kind of, exp like, he can't take that seriously. Avoid dragon. So his, he, he's just incredulous and he, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have not. And, um, does not sound real. She me. kind of looks at your little group. And yet, you walk with ladies from the Oasis of Figs, so we'll call it even. Anyway, they are not common. They are rare. They are legendary. They are few. Where they fly, where they land, the world around them completely breaks down. They are abominations on wings. They are they are the nothingness in between the stars in the sky. Given form. And they, when they breathe, the inky blackness that spews from their mouth dissolves the very being of what it touches. They are terrible. And there are only a few. I have smelled that smell in a cave, in a mountain. She points it up in a, in a direction. And my, my mentor taught me about it, that if I ever smelled it, I should be very, very afraid. You brought that here. What are you doing with it? Why do you keep it? Eleanor stops for just a minute, or raises her hand to stop her. Excuse me, you, uh, are you saying that we brought a void dragon here? No, 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 no. I'm saying that thing is awful. It is Terrible. Why are you carrying it? Why would you bring it to a sanctuary of light? He doesn't have a choice. It's, we've tried. We've tried to take it from him. It is like melded itself to his essence, to his soul, to his being. He, he is not in control of it. It, it can be in control of him at some points. They, they are I would ask, on that matter, I would ask you this. We trust Yolok wholeheartedly, even in the moments where his 
his self-awareness wavers, we do trust him to prevail always. Yolanda and rolls his eye. <laughs> sure. Uh, she's being honest. Um, well, Mira kind of, I mean, sorry, Eleanor kind of looks at Mira like, <laughs> okay, Mira trusts him. Like, okay. <laughs> she's she's getting looks from all around and yet she presses on because okay now I'm like really dedicated to my point um so Mira looks on that at Cola and and implores her where it if it found its way to a trustworthy friend where else should it go whose hands might it end up in if not in the keeping of a trusted friend. If you came across such an artifact, where would you put it to be safer than in your own hands? She sits back. Actually, I might have an idea. She looks at Yolok. Yolok. She leans in. She is. She scoots forward. She is close to you. She is in reach. Do you want to keep it? She backs off. In the mountain. She points in the same direction. Centuries ago, a great ancient void dragon made its nest in that cave. There was a... There was a wizard. A cloud giant wizard you all have heard of there's a variety of giants in the world cloud giants are like titans they are epic they literally live on clouds they are mighty lightning bearing they're yeah they're a big deal um and his name was His name was Yamakalota. He infiltrated the nest of the dragon while she was gone, and he cast a great spell, and he summoned a pool, a pool of radiance. He began picking up her giant eggs and throwing them into the pool. And they disappeared. The dragon returned and found him destroying her young. And they fought then and there in the cave. He wrestled with the terrible dragon 
and he dragged it into the pool and drowned it there in the pool of radiance and died of it, the wounds laying next to the pool. I have been to the mouth of this cave and the stench of the void is still in there. I wouldn't dare walk in. But you can still see a shimmer on the walls of the cave coming from the pool of radiance inside. I know very little of what you are carrying or of the void itself. I know enough to fear it. But Yamakalota worked a great magic that seems to have created a somewhere else, if you will, where things of the void could be disposed of. Does this mean that you think if we go to this cave that we could dispose of this dagger in this pool? Ah, she holds up her furry paws. I, like I said, I don't know. We are dealing with legends here. But we're also dealing with a not vampire and the keeper of the figs from the oasis of figs. So sure, why not? And you yourself have been to this place. I have been to the mouth of the cave. That's, that's a start. How long would it take us to get there from here? She paused where she kind of sidebars with Maloof for a moment, and he he nods. It's a hard, oh, sorry. It's a hard day to the north. I can make it faster with my talents. Still a good day, though. I can lead you there. I've never been there, but I've been to the foot of that mountain. I've never dared go up. It's a, a dark and cursed mountain in a dark and cursed place. But I can get you there. If he looks at Yolak. You want to do the right thing. My duty continues to be to serve the mistresses Eleanor and Mira getting them to their final destination 
is my sole purpose. What happens to me after that? Well, I suppose that was a mystery until now. But it sounds like my path is clear to return here to the Shadow Realm. Find this mountain. Dispose of the dagger. Your luck. We will help you do it now. We will help free you of this thing. We're so very close, and there's so many things that could happen, and... How would you even... And we're by your side today. You don't even know if you could get back here. I mean, Mira had to do the ritual. I mean, she had to give up her... Eleanor looks at Mira and stops. Mira had to make a great sacrifice to get us here. I don't know if we can recreate that. So yes, let's make preparations. We we will do this. Eleanor, I hate to say it, and perhaps this is maybe a conversation we should have back at our barracks. Yolak hasn't answered the question. The question? Does he want to be freed from it? Of course he wants to be freed. He it's, has not said as much. It's the dagger talking. We know this. If, if it is the will of my mistresses to destroy the dagger, then I will comply. I might be crazy, but I think it is good for the world to destroy this dagger. I mean, you sh you saw that beast that it summoned back in Coromel. We cannot, we can't have that kind of power running wild. And you are certain that it was the dagger that summoned that beast? Or you... You're certain, you're certain it wasn't the cult which was worshipping the fake god? You're certain that Kama, in his messaging to me, is confident that the best course of action would be to destroy this dagger, perhaps the only weapon that we that we possess to protect the world against what dangers are coming our way? You're, You're certain of all of these things? While you two enjoy your time in the Oasis of Figs, we may have to deal with the consequences back in our realm. If it is your desire to take this power away from us, then of course I will comply. Yolak, you are not in your right mind. Perhaps. I've always been truthful with you. I've always told you what was happening. <laughs> To his credit, Eleanor, I don't believe that's for us to decide. I'm not sure. And tell me one more thing. Are you certain that we won't face any further insurmountable odds 
in our quest to return you and Mira home? Are you certain we won't have to face another foe who will be more powerful than the three of us together could could face? As I recall, it wasn't either of you that took on Mesh Kennet. And simultaneously, I know enough about my own physical combat prowess to tell you that I would not have been able to take her on individually or with you two if it weren't for the aid of this dagger. So if you can tell me with confidence and certainty that you can reach your destination without the assistance of the void, then of course... I will follow your lead, but don't fool yourself into thinking that I haven't thought about all of the angles this includes. Yes, that also y includes where I end in this story. The assistance of the void? Do you hear yourself? Yes, absolutely. Yolak, we have to get rid of this weapon. It is funny how fate works. Yes, it killed Mishkenet. Yes, it killed Alashra. But you just happened upon it. Because you met us. You met us in this back alley. We sent you on an errand. You end up in this tomb. You find the dagger. You kill these people. And now you have a way presented to you, right in front of you. You have people who will take us to the place to get rid of it. It's almost as if fate is saying, it is now time to let go. If you cannot let go, Yolak, you need to say that. And if you can't say that, I mean, I think that's saying something. I am not afraid to walk the Shadow Realm, to walk the world without the, without the Void Dagger. And how precisely are we going to combat the cult that Kama spoke of? Once you two are back in the oasis of things. Did Kama say that this cult was summoning shadow monsters? Or is it just happenstance that the shadow monster happens, you know, after the night that you have disappeared with said shadow dagger and you can't remember anything that happened? Kama told me that this dagger was not the creation of Thoth Hermes. He told us that it was created by this death cult, which worship a fake god, a god who, a god who has up until now remained hidden, cloaked behind shadows and mysteries. And now we find this god's machinations manifesting in our, in our home plane. You were working so hard to hang on to this dagger, Yolak. You were talking yourself into it. Do you hear yourself? If you want me to destroy it, I will destroy it. Yes, I want you to destroy it. I look at Mira. Mira is like, feeling like she's in the middle of like, Two parents fighting, like, don't go. I'm Mira and Eleanor, like, <laughs> stares at her. Like, Eleanor, 
I, I believe that your luck hears himself. And more she importantly, I am hearing eyes. the very specific words that he is saying. And he is saying words like our plane, as if we are not included, you and I, in that group. And I find validity to his argument. There are threats to this world that by us making it home, we are no longer subject to. So if this corruptive weapon is possibly, with all of its flaws, a, a, a force for their arsenal against what we saw in Coromel was but a taste of what they may face. Long after me. we're home and hanging out. Who has forgotten when Yolok attacked us? When he had the dagger and he was not in his right mind. Hmm? And you had to and do that we... whole magic thing to sheath the dagger? Have we forgotten this? We could do that again. You're not going to be with him all the time? I am really uncomfortable being the tiebreaker. <laughs> yes, I believe we should go to this place. I believe that we should destroy the dagger. It is not, it should not be here. It was created by a death cult. It should be destroyed. Take their power away. Thank you for exercising your great judgment. For the rest of us here to live by. You're welcome, Yolak. And she just looks at you. <laughs> Cola, I'd like to apologize for my friends. I'd like to apologize for us bringing this thing here and for them not having the sense to want to destroy it. I am with you. I believe this is a horrible, horrible weapon. And I cannot believe that they want to keep it. Mira box at they. I... I feel like there... We don't have to decide anything tonight. I feel like we have answered many questions. We've posed many more. And I feel like a hearty meal and a night's sleep is what we all need to resolve the matter. Eleanor? Tomorrow's destination... Could be one of a few. I think we need to decide with clearer heads. Eleanor tightens her jaw and says, if they will not destroy it, I will. Mira's got to sleep on it. I, she, truthful, like, true to her character, right? Like, her whole thing is, like, you know, she does not kill. She, you know, has like a, you know, pretty strong feeling about, I mean, she's exacted violence, right? But like only in defense. And so, you know, the point of, I mean, this whole notion of getting home, right, has been like a really big, you know, source of, of conflict for her for a long time because it, you know, the whole thing with Tomlin, which she's still reeling from, you know, her version of the truth is like, you know, she did like envision this whole alternate thing of like, do we even need to get back? Is there a better life to live outside of the oasis? Like what is life? And if, you know, how do we value life? And 
it seems like in that loss that she's reeling from of like, oh no, I had one chance at happiness or, you know, however she was feeling about Tomlin and, you know, just like, oh, that, that ship is kind of sailed. I guess I will go sequester myself back up in my, you know, palace of pretend and my magical garden and not worry myself with the toils of the world. But here is our friend who she feels really badly that we betrayed inadvertently. And now he's saying, okay, you go party in your Fey Palace forever and leave us to this unknown enemy short this incredible weapon. And she has to sleep on it. She genuinely has not taken a stance because there is absolutely merits to, you know, this very echoey, you know, Tolkien-esque cast it into the fire, you know, one ring situation or is it a weapon that can be wielded against this? Who are you, Sauron? <laughs> um, oh my god, she's gonna keep the ring! Mira would fucking keep the ring! <laughs> to, hang, hang on. Bilbo successfully, Bilbo didn't want to raise an army, right? Bilbo successfully kept it in an envelope, in a chest for like the 100 and, you know, 111 years. Don't you remember that moment when he tried to take it for himself and he looked like Golem? Yes, but like, to <gasps> what end? Like, he didn't know what he was, he wasn't saying like, oh yes, I will... No, no, it wasn't, I'm going to rule them all. It was just, no, no, I just want to hang on to it. He just... I'm glad we know what side everyone is <laughs> when compared to, you know, the fellowship. <laughs> um, Yolak uh, looks back up at Eleanor. <sighs> Eleanor, of course I will do what you ask. I always have. And I always will. Consider one more thing. Every being, every being whom I've slain with this dagger has been one of immense power. And I could tell when I killed them. Heart of my soul taken into the void as well. Oh. So recognize when I throw the dagger into this pool to be destroyed for all eternity per your instructions you are also killing my soul. We don't know that yet. We don't know what will happen. I think we should at least go and look at this pool. And Mira, do you feel as though life on 
our plane is in a position where it could potentially benefit from having this weapon? Do you think that our plane is worth as much as yours? Now, those are two very different questions because I don't feel like the second is a fair one to ask. But to the first, what intrigues me is the notion of the trusted guardian of such a weapon maintaining stewardship in a controlled way. And I wonder if Yamakalota, this cloud giant wizard, having studied the void dragons and the void magic itself to know how beings of the void could be destroyed, if possibly they were the only ones to do so, if this was unique research, if possibly vampires are powerful creatures and and Eleanor has found a way to harness those in a way that she can control. Possibly there is there's insight to be gleaned from someone who knows more about the void that if we could find a way that you could harness the power of the dagger without being subjected to it, then it would not be as much of a threat as it currently is. I see that as a thread worth pulling on. I'm not willing to sacrifice lives. But you are willing to leave us. Mira's place is in the Oasis of Figs. Without her, the tree will die. Eleanor, you know, as well as I, that Mira's place is not as well-defined as you make it out to be. Well, at this moment in time, that is her job. There is always a caretaker for the figs. And Mira, correct me if I'm wrong, but she was taught by the previous caretaker. If Mira isn't there to teach the next caretaker, the... the and M Maloof kind of, you're talking about food and Maloof is... Excuse me, um, what are these figs? I, I don't, I'm confused. Mira, we might as well show them. I, I was already reaching for my bag, so I pull out the box. I'm going to finish and... my story while she's getting the figs out. Okay. But if she is not able to pass her knowledge on to the next caretaker, and the next caretaker cannot complete the tasks that are necessary, the tree could die. If the tree dies, Mira, doesn't the oasis begin to lose its power? It does. As I said, I'm not willing to sacrifice lives. In the short term, I do have to get back. I'm not relegating my entire longevity to the oasis. There may come a day where I have an apprentice. There may come a day where I hand off the keys to the grove, right. so to speak. But, the... but for now, this is why we have to get back. So I open the box and I present the remaining five figs for all to see. And I, without even a question, I pluck one 
and I hand it to Cola as an offering. So, Mira, when you open the box, you are surprised. <sighs> the figs have always gleamed with a golden iridescence, a pulsing of life in them. And as you open it, that iridescence, that light, is gone. And they look ever so... They, are, they look dull, and they almost look like the skin is wrinkling ever <gasps> so slightly. So, Redcon, I don't offer her one, <laughs> because my eyes and my whole body freezes up the second I open the box. I, uh, so she's not worried about like now, you know, having this embarrassing show and then having it be, you know, not look as fantastic as, you know, maybe she has always expected it to be, but she, she sits down like just wherever she's standing, she just like sits down and puts the box in her lap and like starts like rubbing her hands together and like trying to get a sense of like their innate power because she can she can sense she knows exactly what they're sure. capable of it's kind of like a you know licking a battery like she knows sure. like what's you know, <laughs> what they're capable of um so she she's gonna get a sense of what what's happened to them yeah no what you, you is are it absolutely is it, the, is it trick of the light <laughs> is it actually like tap their power like what happened so as you kind of extend your as you extend your senses into the figs in the same way that you you extend your your will into into other plants you can feel that they are that they are it's like a like a leaky tire and they are losing that energy that they've had now, you've never felt this before, and the only thing that has changed is that you came to the Shadow Realm. So, they're susceptible to shadow corruption. Oh, my God. Um, so, she, she kind of, like, collects herself and, and closes the box and stands up and says, I, I'm sorry to say that I, I feel like our, our presence here has had an effect on the figs themselves. I won't be able to display or provide their true potential as I have always known it to be, but you know, we're in a black, brand new place, and we we didn't know what would happen when we got here, which is exactly why we had hoped to leave as soon as possible. These are five figs of eternal life that have grown off of the tree from the oasis of figs. It is my sole 
purpose and vocation in making them thrive. And seeing them like this and thinking of the state of the tree without, without my care has me greatly concerned. But for, for what they are, Maloof, you've now seen five figs of eternal life before your eyes, which is more than many people could say in a lifetime. I'm sorry, they're not themselves. And she almost like embarrassingly like closes the box. Cola. I, oh, go ahead. Nope. Cola has been kind of sitting there through this whole time. And she stands up, kind of brushing off the dust from her knees. You are an odd bunch. You are walking fairy tales. And I don't quite know what to make of you, but we live in a land of dark, twisted, sad fairy tales. So I suppose I shouldn't be so surprised. But we, here, in the Lantern Keepers, we fight against the darkness. We stand against the darkness, and we cultivate the light. So, she's kind of, she like kind of can't look at the three. She won't look at any of the three of you like directly. She's kind of looking around you. <sighs> Maloof brought you here in friendship and hospitality. You need to decide where you stand. And if your intent is not to dispose of the dagger, then I think you should leave. If you wish to pursue that course, then I am interested in helping you. That has always been my life's work, to bring light to the darkness. I'm sorry about your figs of eternal life, but they're not really my concern. Anyway. Thank you, Cola, for your hospitality. I do not speak for all of 
my my friends, but I would like to stay with you and I am committed to your cause of bringing light to the darkness. Everyone is committed to bringing light to their own dark places, it seems. Eleanor just shakes her head. So, Mira looks at Yolok and said, I, I've seen just but a taste what the void is capable of. The dagger, the space itself, the, the entire realm's effect on, on you and to you and through you, what it can do. I will make you this promise. If we destroy the dagger, just as you have committed yourself to us, I will commit myself once I entrust the oasis and the figs. Once I'm able to pass off my mantle, my dedication will be to you, to fighting whatever forces need be. That is the promise that I make. I believe the weapon should be destroyed, but that does not eliminate the threat that we've discovered through it. So I will join your fight. But tell me, Mira, how many will die while you are training a new gardener? I don't know. Is one too many? Always. And what if that one were someone extremely special to you? I've lived that nightmare. I know exactly what that's like. And if I can follow you instead of losing you to the threat, then I will do everything in my, in my power to keep that from happening. And what if you had to live that nightmare again? Would you forgive yourself? Obviously not. I still haven't. Yolak, I think that's enough of that. Oh, is it, Ellen? Yes, that's enough. You made a promise, and I did not. We don't know what will happen. That's true. Mira, what is the one thing that you care most about in our realm? Is life itself too broad an answer? <laughs> Yeah. It isn't one thing. It is It is the protection of the life force within it. And it the was. void literally consumes it. But it's it got was. to go. But it was one thing. It was one person, wasn't it? It's got to go. 
and I will do everything in my power to protect every ounce of life that remains. If we can eliminate an artifact that consumes and corrupts. Yolak, we are worried about you. We care about you. You are a friend. We mm, were... Yes. A we... friend with whom you shared nothing. I apologize, Yolak. We... We... We've had so much happen that I think that we just assumed you knew, but I know that you've been gone and back and gone and back. We were planning on taking you to the Oasis with us. I mean, I just assumed you would stay there with us at the end. I think you would be safe from the void there. And what about Tomlin? What about him? Would you take him to the Oasis? We would have. We don't have that option anymore. Would you keep the dagger if it could possibly save him, Mira? That's not on the table. The dagger in my hands and yours are two very different situations. Yolak, I believe that this dagger has has done something to your soul, to your essence. We want to destroy it so that you are free of it, so that it doesn't inhabit your mind. Everything you say, everything that you are, that you're sort of twisting and, and creating this narrative, I feel like it's the dagger that's trying to save itself. Like it, it knows, it can feel its imminent doom looming in that mountain. It knows how close it is. And it's fighting with every ounce that it can to, to save itself. And this is very troubling. We want you to be free of it. Eleanor, part of my soul is taken by the dagger. I am, to some degree, bound to its fate. But there is no reason that we need to sacrifice people in my realm in order to dispose of a relic that we don't know anything about. It is a powerful tool. It's one that I'm learning to master, and it's one that I, I I look at I look at Mira, and I look at Eleanor, and I look back at Mira, and I I say, it's a tool that could save Tomlin's life. But it can't. Mira, do you He's gone. Do you hear what he's saying? You have to agree that it's taken hold of him. He's not making any sense. We both know what happened. We all know what happened. Mira. Before we crossed into the Shadow Realm. I'm making a roll. Eleanor. I'm going to grab him now. <laughs> this kobold is right. done. Do I need to do like a fast? Yeah, this is pro this is definitely fast. You have to get it before before he spits it out. Okay, so what is my difficulty? 
It's opposed by him. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of beeps that are going to happen during this episode. All right, ready? Oh, are we doing it at the same time? Yeah. Ready? One, two. Wait, are you ready? Yeah. I got it. Okay, one, two, three. Send it. Oh, that's either really good or really bad. Five. Oh, crap. Okay, I have got a negative one on the dice. Oh. Oh. Not a good place to start. But I'm going to invoke thirsty. Or spend thirsty. I'm going to spend thirsty. Which is going to put me at... A, a two? It gives me heroic scale. It does give you heroic scale. So what does that mean? That will give you an additional plus one. Yeah, so that puts me to two. Then I'm going to spend a fate point. What aspect are you invoking? Venom in my veins. (laughs) All right, well, extra vamp. So that puts me at a four. What was your... Okay, so you got a negative one on the dice, plus your fast. Plus my fast, two. Mm-hmm. Then my thirsty, three. Thirsty gives you... Two plus heroic scale. Two plus heroic scale, yeah. So that, oh yeah, so plus three more. So that's at a five. Yes, but you started from minus one. Four. Four. So you're at a total of four with those two Those So two I'll spend a fate point and pop me up to six. Okay. So you're spending... Do you spending... have to invoke another aspect for that fate point? No, she's so... So, so... That, that, that was the venom, on my ve- venom in my veins for the fate point. Okay. So she's spending a box of thirsty and a fate point. So a negative one on the dice plus thirsty brings it up to two. Sorry, sorry, okay. Yeah. Ne- negative one on the dice, plus two for fast brings her up to a one. Thirsty brings her up to a four. Venom in her veins brings her up to a six. Do you want to change that result, Brendan? <sighs> yeah. I think we're going to burn all our fate points right now. I'm going to use... Um, Driven by the king killer? (laughs) Well, Aaron, can you describe what Eleanor is doing? Uh. Yeah. So she hears Yolok talking about all this Tomlin stuff, and she is so... Like, she just... She is angry that, one, we're still talking about this, two, that he's bringing Tomlin into this, and, like, she doesn't know what's going to happen, so she has to end this. So she is going to... She wants to... I guess she wants to grab him. She doesn't quite know what she's going to do, but she needs to stop him from talking. So she's lunging at him. So a tackle. Yeah. So really fast, so pushing off the ground, 
just propelling herself right at him. Probably in a tackle. So you are physically, like, yeah, attacking me. Physically attacking. Okay. Um, I never gave you much description of the space around you, which is all kind of fodder <laughs> for lightning wits. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of kind of debating, and you know what? I um, no, you know what? I don't want to change the result of this. Knowing that she's like physically attacking me, I think <laughs> is changing my mind. Okay. So I I let her physically attack me and <laughs> tackle me to the ground. So it's either a tackle um, to the ground, or you could. Um, it's a hut with a like physical wall. It's not a strong wall, but there's a wall. So you can either take him to the ground or to the wall. Your choice. The ground. I feel okay. like that's like. Yeah, she just wants to take him down. Okay. Okay, so so you let that happen? I let that happen, and I look at Eleanor dead in the eyes, and I say, Yes, it does appear to be me who needs to learn how to control myself. And note in this... I want to say something! (laughs) I'm just saying, note in this moment that you are doubly vamped out, so you are like... Your features transform. Yep, you, I know. you leap forward. Your eyes are glowing. You're like you are. You are a fr- a sight. You're a frightening yep. sight right now. Yep. You look, and I say this through like clenched teeth. We do not know what will happen if she remembers. It is imperative for her, for us, and I'm saying this so nobody else can hear it. I mean, I'm sure everyone's looking at this, but. It's I, what I said was loud enough for everyone to hear. Okay. We cannot risk that. You need to stop. And it's in like, okay. it's like in like the most angry mom voice. Under <laughs> <her> breath, <laughs> yeah. Just seething into him that he needs to stop with the Tomlin. Okay. Uh, okay. I will stop. Thank you. And she just kind of like releases and stands up. I think it's time that we need to all retire. And she's like, breathing. Cola is looking at you. Cola is looking at you very just, 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 just distraught, terrified. She is like backing up towards the door. I'm sorry. I'm. I will be. I just need a moment. I and she. And Eleanor just walks to, to like whatever corner of the hut to just kind of like take a moment and breathe. Maloof, I think your friends should leave. This and she just <laughs> little circle. <laughs> this is too much. Please, and I t- am I still vamped out? Uh, let's say you're, you're starting to recede it, but but it sounds like you're about to beg. So go ahead. Please don't send us away. This is very important that we get rid of this dagger. I am happy to tell you everything that we have experienced. <sighs> please, please don't let us go. 
you, you don't understand. This is our friend. He has been with us through so much, and he... We love him, and we cannot let this dagger destroy his soul. And it is taking him piece by piece. He does not see it. But we need to help him destroy it, or he will... He will die. It will be very slowly and very painful. But we must do this for him. Those of us who live outside of an eternal oasis of life need to learn to accept death at some point. Eleanor just shakes her head. Cola, you must hear this. This dagger will say anything to keep him, to keep its claws wrapped inside him. He's trying to convince us, the dragger is trying to convince us that it is a good thing, that it must stay on the plane, that we are above it somehow and trying to leave him. It has twisted his mind and we cannot let it control him anymore. We must destroy it. You surely know that. She lets out a ragged, a ragged breath. I have something. When we leave this, and she, Eleanor kind of gestures to her amulet, this is a ward of shadow protection. I know you don't need it with, with your, uh, your lanterns, but I'm happy to give it to you as soon as we leave this place. You, you frighten me, but I believe you. She looks around all three of you very well. You may stay. You may stay. This is... a lot. You, she points at Eleanor. Whatever that was, don't let it happen in our home again. And you, she points at Yolak, do not draw that thing again in our home do the two of you understand eleanor nods her head and then she looks at mira and you i i smell so much of a kindred spirit with you but you need to pick a side and with that she turns and she walks out and maloof is left there looking after her and looks back at you and perhaps I should take you back to your your quarters. Um it, <clears throat> I think we all I think we all need some dinner and he tries to force kind of a awkward weak smile. You all must be very hungry. I know I am. That would be a very welcome comfort, thank you. And I follow. Alright. So he leads you back to your place. He um Do we all have separate rooms? Not really. It's like so the the infirmary hut that you're staying in, um, there are little like it's all one giant, one large shelter, 
okay? One large kind of building. Um, it's circular. It has a large, like, pole up the center, and the rest of it is made of kind of a frame of wood and then uh, a wood sheath around it um, with a bunch of, with kind of a layer of cloth draped inside along the walls. Um, and the, But there are sort of... Uh, woven wicker divider screens in between little spots where presumably normally different patients would have a little a little s privacy. Uh, that's basically what's in, what you each get is a little a little wicker kind of space with a divider that you could totally peek through if you like get your eyes right up to it. I want to talk to Maloof on my own. Okay. When everyone is kind of settled. Okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm sitting there just like with my nose and my food, just like plowing it away. There was a lot of names and a lot of words and a lot of ideas uh, thrown around. And she's really, really collapsing and on herself. Uh-huh. Okay, so you want to step out with Maloof? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, excuse me. I, I heard tale of something that was possible in the Shadow Realm that I was curious if maybe you could help me with. Um, in, I heard tale that Shadow Fae deal in memories. That you can sell memories, or can you just tell me a little bit about that? Yes. It, it, it's tr what you say is true. The Shadow Fae lust after mortal, well, any memories or emotions, and particularly those of mortals, and they are more precious to them than coins. In fact, when they first started coming into the material realm, their dealings were very unequal because they would they would trade great what was viewed by humans as great wealth for what humans viewed as worthless useless memories and both sides thought they were getting an excellent deal so yes the mortals who come to the shadow realm trade memories and feelings of their life in exchange for marvelous goods from the Shadow Fae. And these memories that are in these bottles, if I were to give you a, a bottle of my memories, I forget them. Right? So you're saying that I would put them in this bottle and I would give them to you and I would no longer remember it at all. It would be gone as if it never existed. Correct. Mortal minds seem to create odd pathways around those blank holes in their memories. Right. But it is gone, and the person who receives it can savor that memory as their own. Uh, could you... Do you have any of these bottles that, that I could perhaps uh, procure from you, just in case I need something to trade later on with, I don't it just seems like it'd be a good idea to have something worth trading in this realm. So you can do business in this realm. 
if need if the need be our our figs of eternal life have uh, somewhat dried up i see yes yes i understand and i myself have done so once before it's not something to take lightly but i understand the necessity sometimes even we who fight against them must deal with the shadow fae they are the dominant power of this realm so yes yes we do we do have some i can i can help you with that come and he he he, he will uh, actually take you over to a uh, it's late. It's getting late, so the person isn't normally doing business, but Maloof is able to um, convince someone to to talk to you, and they're able to help you set up with, let's say, three vials. Um, but you have to part with a reasonable amount of. Mundane wealth. Okay. Which probably wouldn't do you as much good here anyway. Right. Okay, that's fine. Cool. Alright, sounds good. Alright, so. After that, I go back and go to bed. Cool. All of you kind of settle in for the night. And Brendan, you yep. sleep. And when you go to sleep, your hand is on the dagger, and you didn't think about it. But it went under your pillow, and your hand stayed there all night long. Good. That can only be good, right?